Forged in Fire podcast. Be warned, we're not your typical Christian podcast. We tell it like it is, we don't pull punches, and we're committed to teaching biblical truth even when that truth hurts your feelings. Sensitive listener discretion is advised. Let's rock. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Matthew five fourteen to 16 Hello and welcome back to Forged Empire Podcast. Thank you so much for downloading the show and joining me today. I'm Matt, your host, and let me caffeinate real quick before we get things rolling. Oh, oh man, oh, that's good, but that was weird. Oh, I'm sorry. Just bear with me. I've got to. I'm, I'm gonna go off on a little sidetrack because if I don't say it out loud, my head is going to explode. I drink copious amounts of coffee, uh, morning, noon, and night. At least a pot and a half a day. Sometimes two. Sometimes a little more. Don't judge me. I need it to live. Okay. See, I don't drink black coffee. I like creamer in my coffee, but just enough to give it a little bit of color. Okay. So I'm not like down at the Starbucks. First of all. I'm not going to pay $8 for a cup of coffee when I can go down to Walmart and spend $6 and get a big old can of it that I can make at home that'll make me 87 cups. Okay, I'm, I'm just not going to roll that way. But also, I'm not going to stand down there asking for a, a large, tall, venti, banana nut, muffin, double espresso, low-fat, extra sugar, whatever. Okay, I, I don't do that. I just drink coffee. But since about the beginning of October, the pumpkin spice flavor came out, and I enjoy the pumpkin spice. My problem is one of moderation, or the lack thereof. I buy up pumpkin spice, and so I drink it constantly. Like, I buy it, the bottles of creamer, and I put them in my freezer, so that when they stop selling the pumpkin spice, I will still have it. Guess what? They haven't sold pumpkin spice in over a month, but guess who still got it in his freezer? Yep, this guy, right here. However, I did just recently buy the cinnamon creamer by International Delight. No plug intended, but if they want to give me a sponsorship, I will not say no. And while it is good creamer, it's like a cinnamon roll in a cup. It's very good. I guess I'm just kind of used to the pumpkin spice, and so when I didn't taste it, it shocked me. You know, it's like reaching for a clutch after you've been driving a stick for a long time and you're in an automatic. Or like if you're at a family gathering and everybody's got the same cup. Like if I'm drinking sweet tea and my wife's drinking Dr. Pepper. Now, I like Dr. Pepper, but if I grab her cup of Dr. Pepper and I take a swig of it expecting sweet tea, when her Dr. Pepper hits my taste buds, that's going to be the nastiest substance on God's earth because it's not what I was expecting. And so that's just kind of what happened to me. So I'm going to digress. Let's go and get into it. When I started this little venture, when I put out the first episode, I said this would be a practical look at living a Christian life in today's modern fallen world. And that is of such importance Mainly because one of the biggest, maybe not the biggest as in the, you know, looming large, I don't I don't know, foreboding or powerful looking, whatever, not the scariest reasons, scary as far as to take head on, but definitely one of the most common objections or arguments is that the Bible, the words in the Bible are not relevant. And they're not relevant and they're not practical because the world has changed so much since they were first put to paper. You know what, that's true. But the words in the Bible are truth. They are God's truth. They are absolute truth. And because they are truth, they are just as relevant and just as practical now as they were 
when they were first put to paper by men under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And not liking what it has to say, that's the biggest one. Is, well, I don't like that, or maybe I don't agree with that, okay? I'm sorry. Not liking it, or not agreeing with it, or being offended by it, doesn't make it less true. Okay, you see those bumper stickers. Well, maybe you have. I've, I've definitely seen them that say, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. And I get what these people are going for. But the problem with that statement is it's one sentence too long. It really should be because the truth of the matter is God said it. That settles it. Period. No substitutions, extensions, or refunds. That's it. Where God has spoken on a subject, your and my opinion on that subject now means less than a dog's. It is worthless, completely useless, does not matter. And that's harsh, yes, but that's also true. Have you been paying attention the last few weeks? Stick around. You're going to find out that's just how we do things around here. And so what I really want to do is look at, you know, what... Let's keep it practical. Let's keep it relevant. What does that look like in my life? What does that mean? And this is so important to us today because one thing that is often overlooked... Okay, the creamer tasted like it should have that time. (laughs) One thing that is often overlooked in this, you know, got to make them feel good bastardization of Christianity is what it is. One thing that's overlooked is scripture is full of if statements. And the vast majority of those if statements have some really negative consequences. And that's what I want to look at because it's important. It's, oh man, I could I could ramble on about this for hours. It's not just about the state of your heart. It's, it's also about the way that you live your life and things you do. Now, hear me, and I want to be very clear. We will break this down further theologically later on down the road. But let me be absolutely 1,000% clear as mud. Okay, that's a joke where I come from. I, I, seriously, I want to be completely clear. Your works do not grant salvation. You don't do works to get saved. You do works because you are saved. Okay? You know, we're told over and over again, you'll know them by their works, uh, you know, bring forth good fruit, every tree is known by its fruit. The things that we do matter. Now, they don't get us into heaven. That's not how we get salvation. But it's something that we do because we have salvation. And therefore, they are still very important. Okay, I want to go back to the the opening passage again, but I want to back up one verse. Uh, Matthew chapter 5, this taken from the Sermon on the Mount, and we're going to start at verse 13. We're going to go through it one more again, uh, all the way to verse 16. In verse 13, Jesus said, You are the salt of the earth, but if, here's an if statement, an if statement. Okay, that wasn't proper grammar. I'm sorry. I I promise you I can speak correctly. It's just, I was born and raised in the South. Okay, I can't help it. We squish our words together, which is how a word like Mississippi down here becomes Mississippi. We just squish it together. Anywho, you are the salt of the earth. But if, catch that word, if the salt have lost its flavor, where, with, or how shall it be salted? It is thenceforth, and catch this part, good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden underfoot of men. And then we move into you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle, put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it gives light to all that are in the house. So let your light so shine before men. Let your light shine like that before people, that they may see your good works, not your faith. Okay, it doesn't say your faith, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. See, here's the thing. 
let's just let's start with salt okay because that's where that passage began you are the salt we are the salt of the earth but if salt loses its flavor how will it be resalted okay that's a rhetorical question it can't be therefore it is good for nothing but to be thrown out and stamped on that's really harsh okay that is a hardcore if statement that if we lose our flavor, the only thing that we're good for is to be thrown out and tramped underfoot. But it's true. Okay? If, if seasoning in general, you know, seasoning exists to, to help bring out flavors in food. Okay, we've, done, we've gotten all fancy with it nowadays, but let, let's just stick to salt. Okay, if salt doesn't taste like salt, if it has no flavor, it has no value. Okay, how many of you would go down to the grocery store and buy salt-free salt? Okay, that's probably not a fair question because I know there's like low-sodium salt that uses potassium instead of sodium and, and like all kinds of stuff. You could probably get salt-free salt now, but uh, let's say salt with a salt-free taste. You know, like those people who are like, I like fish as long as it doesn't taste like fish. And I'm always like, I got news for you. I don't think you like fish because I'm almost certain fish is supposed to taste like fish. But anywho, my point being, if you want salt, you're not going to buy something that is not salt. You're not going to buy not salt. Okay, If you want salt, you're not going to go get paprika or cinnamon or whatever. You're going to get salt. If we, as Christians, as believers, as, as people who profess to be followers in Christ, if we make no effort, none at all, to have an effect on the world around us, then we have no value. Okay, Salt is meant to be salty. Okay, that's its purpose. That is its reason to exist. And many commentators, which I like, also point out that salt has, uh, it, at least, uh, what's the term, I guess, physiologically, it, it also has the side effect of making you thirsty. And that we, by our light, by our works, the way that we live when we are observed, is that we should create a thirst for greater information about the gospel. People should see us and be like, man, I want to know more about what's going on in their life. I want to know more about what they've got going on. But the main idea, again, is, you know, salt is meant to taste like salt. That's its purpose. Our purpose is to show that light. Okay, when people meet you, they need to know that you're a Christian. Now, does that mean that you have to be perfect? Absolutely not. Okay, perfection is not the key, is, is not even the end game. Now, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't strive toward it, but the only guy who was ever perfect to walk the earth was Jesus, okay? But for example, you know, my wife and I are in our group of friends. We're the church people, and everybody knows that. We keep other people's kids, and their parents tell them, you know when you spend the night over there on Saturday night, you're going to church Sunday morning. Now, again, does that make us perfect? <laughs> no, not even close. Okay, come spend an afternoon with us. You will see it. We're not perfect and even in the the shining the light you know we've we're all works in progress we've got work to do but we don't hide it you know we make it known that this is a part of who we are that's our purpose that's the way that it should be you know our job is to present the gospel it's like the old saying you can lead a horse to water but you can't make him drink well it's the same thing okay you can't force somebody to believe the gospel okay nobody can change their heart but christ that's it you don't do that. You open the door. You take them to the door. Show them the window. You lead them there. They've got to actually take that drink. But what happens a lot of times, especially nowadays, the way that society is and, and you know, Christianity is, is 
it's really almost on a witch hunt nowadays, which, again, is just a totally separate topic for another time. We, as I've said before, we're really good at getting in our own way. We're really, really good at that. And in this case, some of the ways that we get in our, well, get in our way, are being quiet when we ought to speak up. Keeping our mouths shut when we ought to talk. Or going along with the crowd. Or straight up denying that light. Or letting sin dim that light. Letting sin in and and getting in the way to dim that. We're not explaining our light to others. Not making that attempt. And one that I myself am certainly guilty of. uh, You know, since I... God forbid anybody think I'm pointing fingers because that's not my intention. Is ignoring the needs of others. You know, I'm... My wife is... She has taught me really to be a giver because she is a giver. She is a natural giver. Every time, and yeah, you could say it's because of how I was raised or blah, 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 different backgrounds, yada, yada. Point being, all of my life when I have seen somebody on the side of the road, you know, with a sign or or whatever standing there, beggars, you know, as homeless folks selling newspaper or whatever, my thought has always been, oh, I wonder what they did to get themselves there. And my initial reaction was always to kind of pull away and just ignore it. Really, when I first met with her, it made me uncomfortable because she was always giving those people food. And it wasn't just money. You know, you want something to eat? Let me give you some food. Oh, you're selling a newspaper? Give me two or three of them. And it's, it's just in her giving nature. And, and what she always says is, and, and it's such a true point, is that we don't know their story. We don't understand what got them there. It's not really our place to try to figure out if they really need it or not. Our place is just to do what we're supposed to do, and God will sort it out. And so that's the idea. When we do as we should, and we're, we're going to get in more in-depth next episode as to what that looks like, as, as far as specific examples, things. There are things very specifically in Scripture that we are called out to do, and we're going to look at that next week. But this is all about the need. This week is what I want to focus on, the need to show that light okay because as i said it's not about being perfect okay perfection is not in the cards for any one of us until we're dead and in heaven or christ comes back whichever one happens first but because of that we're in a unique position to be able to show this light and display this light okay if if you've got a city lit up especially if it's up on a hill you can see that city for miles especially at night in the darkness that light penetrates light exists to to reveal and so if a city's all lit up at night you can see it for miles and miles and miles and if here's another if statement if we live our lives for Christ then showing others what Christ is like is how we will shine is how our light will glow If we cut over to Ephesians chapter 5, looking at verses 8 to 14, Paul said this. He said, For you were sometimes darkness, and sometimes y'all screwed up. But now, now, as believers in Christ, okay, just to give a little context, now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. 
doesn't say believe as children of light. It says walk. It is an action. Okay, just like love over and over again is used in, in Scripture. And in the Greek, that word is usually agape, which is why I prefer the King James rendering charity, because charity is not something you feel. Charity is something that you do. And when the Greek word agape for love is used, that's what that means, is it's an action word. It's not a noun or an adjective. It's a verb. Okay, it's an action. And so... Continuing on, verse 9, For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. This is going along with the crowd, not speaking up when we ought to speak up. Maybe we're afraid to speak up. Maybe we're afraid of how we'll be perceived by others. You know, Maybe we're afraid of being persecuted. Maybe we're just socially awkward I mean, you know whatever the reason big or small is still wrong and showing that light is just as important today as it was 2,000 years ago 3,000 years ago 4,000 years ago because the reality is Christ is coming back he promised he would come back so he is he's going to come back he's going to return and there will be a harvest of the church of his followers and our actions should reflect our faith. People ought to see us and know, oh, they're a Christian. It's like in Psalm, uh, I believe it's Psalm 126, I think. Yeah, Psalm 126, it says, you know, even the heathen nations, the unbelieving nations said their God has done great things for them. The ones who didn't even believe in that God were like, wow, their God's been doing great things for, the, for those Jews over there, the Israelites. It should be that obvious. And the reason that is still so important, and, and I bring up the fact that he is going to come back, you know, our job as believers is to bring as many people with us into heaven as we can. And we do that by presenting the light to them, by shining our light into this dark, dim, fallen world. And we've got to live like he might come back today because there are so many warnings. And, and it's not even just about scripture, okay? It's just a fact. Okay? It is complacency is dangerous. Nothing good ever comes from becoming complacent. You get complacent, you get lazy, you fall behind, things start slacking. And when it comes to our faith and, and our lives as believers, it's about one of the worst things that we can do. Okay, eternal security does not exist. We'll call it once saved, always saved is how it's most often put out there. It's not true. And that is yet another topic that we will absolutely cover okay we are warned over and over and over again in scripture now let me be clear on that point for just one second that doesn't mean that you can be saved like okay i go to bed and when i wake up well i'm already saved because i believe in christ but then i'm going to lose that salvation by nine o'clock and then i'll get it back around lunchtime but then i'm going to lose it again on the drive home because i'm going to flip off a dude who's going to cut me off work but then i'll get it back right around supper time i'm going to lose it again because i yell at my kids to go to bed but then i'm going to get on my knees and pray right at bedtime and get it right back and everything will be good and set for me to go to bed no, that's not what I mean. Okay, it takes a lot. There, there's one way to lose that salvation, and we'll talk about that in a few weeks. But it can be lost. And because of that, we have to live now, every day. We have to live like he could come back today, and we have to always be ready. And that means that we have to always be an example. And that is where we've got to be really careful and that is where we will pick up next week.
Well, guys, thank you so much for joining me again. We are out on so many platforms right now. You can find us on iTunes, Podcast Addict, uh, Stitcher, Spotify. We're almost everywhere, okay? Ask Siri about us. Uh, You know, Siri, hey, open iTunes. Siri, what's this podcast? Hey, Siri, subscribe to this podcast. That's an important one. But seriously, I'm very well aware that you have tens of thousands of options out there on ways to spend your time and I am incredibly grateful that you choose to spend it listening to me talking to this microphone and so I will talk to you guys next week and until then spread the word share it with your friends subscribe leave us a good review get the word out there let's bring as many with us as we can take care of yourselves and God bless thank you for joining us here at Forged Empire Podcast We know there are thousands of options out there, and we're thankful you've chosen to spend your time with us. We hope you've been encouraged and strengthened in your walk with God, and encourage you to leave a review on Anchor, iTunes, or wherever you listen to this show. Opening music is Aliens on the Loose by Bobby Cole, which can be licensed at songtrader.com. Questions, comments, prayer requests, or hate mail can all be sent to Podcast at gmail.com.